It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Time for, on a Monday, our pick six. We uh, we identified six players that we thought would be key to the commanders competing well. And, uh, well, it is an interesting list we're about to look at. Anthony Haney, let's do it. The six biggest commander storylines. It is caught! Delivered at six o'clock sharp. It's the pick six at six. I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. All right, so six commanders we thought would have a big impact on the game. And uh, I think we actually, we picked pretty well. Um, just a lot of them did not have big impacts. Number one. Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul um, was the first pick, Anthony. Uh, their average PFF grade is like a 40. They did not have a good game with Aaron Donald inside, and some of the pressure that Sam Howell was under was directly related to that play. Um I just it wasn't a good game for the offensive line. I don't I, I think it it might have been one of those games where I mean the there's some guys that played really well. Like Cosme's PFF grade was like one of the highest of the seasons. Um but that left side just kept leaking and um it caused problems. And I, I think that the other thing you have to think about with the offensive line in particular and that guard spot in particular in front of Sam Howell is you need to be super stout in front of a shorter quarterback. And these guys just have not really done that uh, to the tune that, let's see, Aaron Donald had four pressures on the game. Uh, Kobe Turner, who also plays inside, had three more. And the commanders only had like 30-something dropbacks. So not not great, Bob. No, nah, it wasn't great. But also, I think uh, from a run blocking standpoint, we didn't have a lot of success on like the short – uh, short yardage uh, kind of runs. Nope. Um, so I think that's also something to uh, point out. Again, if we can't run the ball to help Sam out, it's going to be hard for him to, you know, just drop back because now people are just pinning their ears back and, you know, attacking the quarterback. Uh, Paul, a 15.3 oh pass block grade. Uh, Charles, a 26.3. Charles, a 43.9 pass or run block grade, a 54.9. Uh, and they, they, Paul barely played. He only had 17 snaps, yeah. um, which makes it hard to, to, if you have one bad play, it really brings you down. Um, but Sadiq played the, the majority of snaps, 43. Um, I would be, I, I think we, we've seen enough to know that you should be looking for a left guard in, yeah. in the upcoming draft no and free agency. Uh, which brings us to number two. Emmanuel Forbes was number two. He played six snaps. And Ron said today, he's like, you know, we we really liked Quan in the matchups. If you can rotate your left guards, you can rotate your corners. What the hell are we doing? He's the first round pick. And if you're protecting him from something injury-wise, fine. But then just say that. Like, I just, I... Can you think of any good reason why your first round pick in a lost season is playing six snaps as long as he's healthy? If he's hurt or too hurt to play, he shouldn't be suited. If you're right. going to suit him up, play him. We shouldn't be sitting him on the sideline doing nothing, especially when our corners that are already out there still ha- are still having the same problems with coverage b- busts, not tackling, penalties, and things of that nature. So, again, these last four weeks are all about evaluating what we do have on the roster 
And you can't do that if he if Emmanuel Forbes is sitting on the sideline standing next to you. Like I thought BSJ made a couple of plays, Fuller made a couple of plays. Yeah. Those guys were in there on some tackles. I mean, I don't know whether it's BSJ or Fuller, or sorry, or uh, Curl on the busted coverage. Um, you can carry that. You can either say it's BSJ because they're in cover three and he's the deep player. Um, but there's also an exchange that can happen sometimes where that outside hook player carries a wheel route very specifically. And it sure didn't look like Cam Curl was ready to do that. And BSJ was all over the hook route. So what are we doing? Um, but also, like, there's a run play early in the game where Fuller just, like, gets a run right by. And he I'm, steps over. It was almost like a basketball play. You're talking about where the running back goes, like, yeah. over him. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And I'm just like, what is that? I mean, look, Kendall Fuller is a good football player. Yep. Benjamin St. Juice is a good football player. But we know what they are. You're trying to figure out what Forbes is. Get him on the field. What are we doing? Number three. What are we doing? The story of the 2023 Washington Commanders. Um, Eric Bieniemy was your number three. What'd you think of EB's day, Anthony? Uh, I didn't really like all of the play calls too much. Uh, I think some of it was on... I think it was on everybody, to be honest. Sometimes the receivers weren't getting open uh, fast enough. Sometimes uh, the line wasn't holding up fast enough. I didn't really like the play calling of Eric Bieniemy because... I didn't think he did enough to, you know, help Sam get rid of the ball as fast as he would, you know, preferably um, likes to do so. So I think there's some stuff that's on Sam execution. Yeah. You just got to get the ball out faster. I hated the goal line sequence. Like there's just not enough urgent. There's not enough urgency there when he's the guy that's the urgency and the detail guy. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care if you have to burn a timeout to be like, guys, we're stopping the clock now. And if we don't get it here, get your ass back to the line of scrimmage. What are we doing? And then he doesn't like they they go QB sneak from a little bit far. I mean it was it Very was far. over. It was it was I guess the ball was at the one yard line. I thought it was farther away, but when I was watching it back, it was like the one. It was a full one though, correct? Yeah, like <laughs> that's not the ideal QB sneak scenario. Your your short yardage stuff is a mess. Um, even though you have Alex Arma this week, I just I don't really get it. Um, you know, but some of that stuff is execution too. Like. Yep. I don't mind one. the fourth and one. That's execution. That's I don't mind that play call. Logan Thomas is wide open. It's an easy throw for Sam. He just Jonathan Williams has got to make sure that that blocker is engaged. Um, and it's well played by the edge. But that's not a that's not necessarily at least a, a scheme. Or it's not it's certainly not a play call issue. Maybe it's a design issue. But if your running back gets up on that guy and mm -hmm. keeps his hands down, then it's an easy completion to uh, uh, your biggest target. Yeah, and it's a first down. So. Um, I thought EB was okay, and I definitely feel better about it considering what Jacoby went out and did. And you're just like, well, yeah, if your quarterback hits his back foot and rips it. But it goes to back to the bigger thing that I've been talking about all season, which is their plan for Sam Howell has been terrible, which is they're going to ask him to do stuff he's not good at and instead of and, and hope he gets better instead of finding things he is good at or taking things off his plate. Number four. John Dotson, total zero in this game until Bursette gets in there and he has the one catch. This is not good, but I also just don't I don't I don't get it. He was great in training camp. And I don't really have a good reason why it has been so bad. He's been not up to speed on some of the details. Like, he's, he's not as urgent out of some routes and things that he should be. But I think I think with different quarterback play, uh, 
I think he's having a better year. Number five. Quan Martin was pretty good yesterday. He showed some really nice stuff in the run game. Um, see how he graded out on PFF. But he showed some really nice stuff where, like, he's a nickel player who's coming up and fitting things, and you're like, wow, okay, this is this is big-time stuff. Coverage still leaves just some stuff to be desired uh, on occasion, but all in all, like, he grades out um, 65-8 in, in coverage. They actually had him in a 46-9 in the run game. There's, there's a couple um, bad fits as well, but mostly good stuff for a guy that's, like, learning how to play that position at the NFL level somewhat on the fly. Um, he plays with a physicality. And by the way, he played every single snap. Yep. He played 75 of 75 snaps. Uh, blitzed a couple times, like was effective. Seven mm-hmm. tackles. Like he was a productive, had a productive day. I You'd think, love to see it. I think he's going to be, you know how the, the the Ravens use Kyle Hamilton mm-hmm. in that role? Like he's, he, he's, he's everywhere. He's going to be in the high post. Sometimes he's going to cover. Sometimes he's going to blitz. Sometimes. And I think. Slowly but surely, like we're seeing Quan Martin, you know, fill that role, and the more and more he plays, like I'm, I'm, I'm confident in the guy to go out there and make some plays. Yeah, no, I am too. I, I like the way he's come along. They, I think they've simplified some stuff for him. They've also obviously like let him play. Yep. Um, so we'll see on on how he finishes out the year, but there's a lot of stuff to like. I think for for Quan. Um, and yesterday was another another good day in terms of the direction that he was going. Last, or is going. Last but not least. Number six. I said Chris Rodriguez uh, because I thought he was going to be the starter, and he winds up with just 10 carries. Averages 3-5 a carry. Was not as effective in short yardage as I think we would have liked to see. Um, Like, Brian Robinson probably would have helped yesterday. Um, But also, I wish that Antonio Gibson got more than four carries. Like, I just... The Gibson thing drives me nuts. I know he had a, has a fumbling issue or has had a fumbling issue, but this dude was a thousand yard back as a second year player, right? It wasn't his rookie year; it was his second year. Yes, yeah, uh, twenty one. And then you go draft Robinson, and if you want to pair them together, fine. But like, Ag was the guy going into twenty two. Ag was in the the freaking. Uh, I know this is like a silly measure, but he was in the Eastern's Motors commercial. Like that's how highly he was thought of around the the organization and and you know obviously outside it's not like the organization decides who's in the eastern's commercial but like he was a dude and he just can't get the ball and he's good with the ball as long as he holds on to it and i realize that's a that's a high wire game to play but without b-rob yesterday four carries for ag crazy um they didn't run the ball a ton period they didn't run a lot of plays period because it was a bad day at the office uh, a day at the office that culminated with Sam Howell getting benched in favor of Jacoby Brissett. If you haven't heard Ron Rivera's reason why, uh, you will. Next, Top and Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Dave Johnson will join us on a Wizards game day uh, coming up in just a few minutes. They played the Suns tough last night. Um, unfortunately, another loss, but at least they were competing, which you love to see. Although Jordan Poole is like, <laughs> bro, Clinton, when Clinton was on last week, uh, or maybe it was two weeks ago, he was like, Jordan Poole is becoming like one of the all-time goofball wizards, mm-hmm. which is a hell of a list. You're Nick Young, you're JaVale McGee's, yep. you know, the, 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 the wizards, daily wizards, if you will. Um, are you, that that you probably don't get that reference. I know what Wizards Daily is. What's Wizards Daily? Uh, it's like a 
Instagram and like Twitter site that posts uh, all things wizards. So that's not the reference that I was going for. Oh, never mind. So back in the day, um, I want to say, I'm trying to remember if it was on SVP and Rosillo or when Ryan Rosillo was hosting, who's now obviously with The Ringer, hosts the Ryan Rosillo podcast. Um, but he, on, on the NBA podcast that he used to do back in like the early days of his career, it was during kind of knucklehead Wizards era and they did a kind of funny feature called Wizards Daily when the Wizards would do something stupid. Well, okay. And so Jordan Poole last night, some the Instagram account I saw that when Rachel actually sent me the highlight and she's like and and the the meme was like it looks like Jordan Peele or Jordan Poole just slipped on a banana peel in real life. Yep. Yep. We just got some real knuckleheady Stuff With there. the game on the line, though, Craig, 20 seconds on the clock. This is what you're doing? I mean, it's not like he slipped on purpose. I feel bad for JP yeah, in this instance. It like, is a bad situation. It's not like he slipped on purpose. He didn't do anything wrong. He's running up the court, and he, it's like he someone shot the, the Mario <laughs> banana peel, you know, <laughs> turtle. Yeah, I wish we had... <laughs> like, he's playing Mario Kart. We need him to play NBA 2K. What can we say? Bad stuff. Uh, so we'll talk to Dave about that. See, maybe Dave knows. Dave, what was on the floor last night? Why did Jordan slip? Um, we'll we'll talk to to Dave Johnson coming up in a few minutes. Um, but to me, like well, yesterday, Commanders wise, it's obviously about what happens with Sam Howell and watching him struggle, and you see the the drops, and then you see Sam not getting being in a rhythm, and those things are intertwined. And I think that's important to point out too, like. There's a bit of a chicken and egg thing with some of the offensive lack of continuity and some of the lack of cohesion. And it starts to me like before there's chicken and egg, there's, well, now now the analogy doesn't work, but there's there's a layer above that of like play calling and plan. And it doesn't seem like anybody's comfortable with that, which means your execution suffers. When your execution suffers, you lose confidence. That means your execution suffers more and you're less confident in the plan. And it just keeps on cycling. And it started, you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg, whichever one that is, is like the bad game plans where they're passing all the time and not making things easy. But I do think that with Sam, like, and the receivers, it's like, oh, the ball is here on time. Ah, I dropped it. Um, Okay, the ball's not here on time. Or like, that guy's not open. I'm going to run around a little bit. And then nothing's happening on schedule. There's just like, no one's confident in anything. And I think you see that play out yesterday, which is why I think it was the right move for Rivera to bench Hal to be like, we need a reset. We need to see how this works with someone who will do the things accurately or even just differently. And that's what Jacoby did. Um, you know, something's not there on his first drop back, takes off a little run, and then he starts firing darts all over the place. He hits Jahan on a quick out, a route that Sam basically hasn't thrown all year. Um, he's got the, the touchdown, obviously, to Terry. He's got the, the the deep bomb to Terry. Things go haywire on the goal line. That's a different story. But you see the productivity, and you see what happens when this offense is run on time. Now, would Jacoby do that over four quarters? I don't know. Like, his career suggests not with consistency, but maybe with more consistency than Howell has recently because the last three games have been horrendous. So, yesterday, obviously, after all that happens, Ron Rivera gets to the podium and is asked if Sam Howell is still the starter. Well, just really trying to take care of him a little bit. You know, when you get in that situation and had the ears pinned back like that, you know, didn't want to see anything crazy happen. Is he still your starting quarterback? Yes. Yes, he is. Why is that? Because I decided to use our starting quarterback. 
Okay, good reasoning, Ron. As for why you benched him in the first place. Coach, we talked about protecting Sam. Was that kind of a game flow protection or because you also lost some linemen during the game? I think it's more of just a game flow. You know, it's one of those things you get to this point and, and when teams are just putting their ears back, it, it's, you know, um, and got a lot of faith in who Jacoby is for us. And then there's kind of this thought of, okay, well, what about Sam's development? What is best for that? Here was Rivera today when he Zoomed with the reporters. Well, you know, there, there, there has been some positives and it continue to be positive. But, you know, the, the thing you always want to make sure is, as you're saying, you know, we're, we're still seeing the growth. And, you know, that's something we have to sit down and discuss and see exactly where we all feel he is. Anthony, uh, when you rode a, got taught to ride a bike as a kid, did, old, did Pops just throw you out there on, on a regular bike and be like, hey, figure it out? Nah, I started off with some training wheels at first. Good. Maybe a couple extra knee pads? Yeah. You're, you're the kid out there. I mean, me too. <laughs> me too. You're out there riding your bike. You got knee pads. You got elbow pads. You got maybe the, not the wrist helmet, guards because it's hard everything. to hard to write. You I mean, you should be wearing a helmet to this day. But I think you can probably do without the knee pads and, and the elbow pads now. Um, but, like, you don't... You don't just throw your kid out there on a bike, especially like, you know, I think of the bike that I ride around on where it's got gears and the whole deal. Like, you don't throw your kid out there on, on a fancy bike and be like, hey, let's go racing. And when Ron talks about this development stuff, like, that's what they've done. They have thrown him out there, no training wheels, no elbow pads, no knee pads, no nothing. And they, they skip the step where they like hold hold the back of the bike and hey, you know, little, little baby ant, pedal, make sure that you don't tip over sideways. Like they skip that step. Big Tony didn't do you like that. No, he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't like, ah, he'll learn. You're sitting there crying, elbows scraped up, slight oh. concussion. Like, no. That's not how you that's not how you teach someone how to do something. And so if you're going to play the development card, nevertheless, though, we want to win games card. This has been one of the most moronic seasons I have ever seen. And they've been trying to sell this growth and development thing since day one. And if you look at, I saw a YouTube comment earlier that we'll certainly probably circle back around to on Wednesday during Never Read the Comments, like Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, yesterday aside, has been playing at an MVP level. You think Dak got to this point because they threw him out there? No, initially they didn't let that dude do anything but turn around and hand the ball to Ezekiel Elliott behind the league's best offensive line. Fourth round pick, worked out. Kirk Cousins, uh, some of his best years came when he had great weapons, a great O-line uh, here in Washington. And, you know, this, he was a heavy play-action game and they, they ran the ball enough to, to sell it. And often some of his bad games were when Sean McVay would get away from the run too much. And Sean would tell you afterwards, like, man, I really screwed that up. Put too much on Kirk's plate. No wonder he threw three picks today. I'm an idiot. Um, he used a slightly different language, but you get the point. Um, you look at what Jalen Hurts has done in Philadelphia, behind the league's best offensive line with a great running game. Like, that's how you develop a quarterback. Jalen now is better than Jalen was a couple of years ago, but it's because he's been allowed to grow in a safe environment. And, and safe, like, within relative NFL terms, but like a, a healthy environment, a productive environment. You know how you grow a quarterback? You do the thing that's going to help you win because it builds his confidence. It, it lets him see more. And you get to massage out the deficiencies in your game without taking a beating and while you're having success. Instead, now they've done this silly route. The coach is going to get fired. The OC is going to get fired. 
And Sam might not have a chance to, to get anywhere because they might replace him with a rookie. So, very silly plan. Very much didn't work. We'll see how it goes. Is is it, you know, is, is there zero positive? Of course not. Of course he's gotten to see a lot, learn a lot, and maybe he's tough enough to survive this and come out on the other end. But it certainly isn't the way I would ever develop a quarterback. And if they're going to draft someone next year, I certainly hope the next guy has a very different plan for the next guy, if you will. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Take your calls on all of this tomorrow on a vibe check Tuesday. Next, though, a little bit of hoops. Dave Johnson joins us on a Wizards game day on your home for Wizards basketball, the Team 980. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. It is a Wizards game day, so let's bring in our good friend, Dave Johnson. Time to get the radio party started. Blocked by Bilal Kulabali. Oh, oh, boy, did he stuff him. Left wing pool is there. Oh, that's a pool party. Yeah, the basket slam right there. Oh, the steal the oh. slam. You better go Intercepted by Kispert. Kispert now. Foul line. Oh, slam. Ooh, that'll dry your preserves. It's time for Dave Johnson on a Wizards game day. Kuzma for three. Oh, it's there. It's there. Big, big shot. On the Hoffman Show. Hey, hey, you better go on. To Sacramento we go. Wizards and Kings tonight. Late night here on the team. 980 after a brutal Wizards loss last night. They were right there with the Phoenix Suns. And Dave, um, did you get a chance to go down to the floor afterwards and figure out what the heck Jordan Poole slipped on at the end of that game? No, that was, uh, I mean, that was bad. And, and I'm just glad he didn't get hurt. But yeah, yeah. it's never somebody get their feet taken out from under them. But yeah, uh, you know, this is the, 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 the story with the Wizards and I, you know, to backtrack into Friday against Indiana, which was a significant win. Uh, and that shows that, that despite the fact that, yeah, we've gotten punched around in some games, like on the road against Philadelphia, uh, they're, they're staying with it. In other words, a victory like Indiana doesn't just happen. You don't just add water. That's a very good Pacers team. It's a Pacers team, by the way, that is not so good on defense. And you know what the Wizards, to their credit, uh, exploited that, but to their credit, the Wizards held them below their season average in scoring. And as, you're, as you pointed out, a, a brutal game last night in a sense that the Wizards had a 16-point lead. In fact, the Suns had a 7-6 to lead in the first quarter. The Wizards led throughout the game until the fourth quarter. And bottom line, the Suns have guys named Kevin Durant and Devin Booker who are flat-out elite closers and the Suns won by four. And, you know, look, the Wizards still had chances. They were down by one with 41 seconds left. If they make a couple of the threes they missed in the fourth quarter, if, if, if. But the point being, they, they took the Suns down to the wire. And, listen, it's a good team tonight against the Sacramento Kings. And this, my friends, is, is the season we're in. And this is why, if, if anybody out there subscribes to the Athletic, I commend to you an article written by Josh Robbins, and David Aldridge that breaks down just how in-depth uh, the Wizards are working with each player uh, to establish metrics for their improvement. Um, Mike Muscala relayed the story in the article that uh, he'd never had it before in the NBA, and he's a veteran, where before the season, literally nine or ten 
people from the basketball operations staff met with him to discuss, all right, this is what you want, want, we want you to do. This is how you're going to be measured. And they do that for every single player. And then they consistently have meetings. All this stuff is, is not slam dunk sexy, but it, but it tells you the level of detail uh, that, that Michael Winger and Will Dawkins and company are bringing to this, this process. And, you know, that's why we're going to enjoy wins like Friday in Indiana. And, and, you know, that's why we're hopeful that we'll get another, we'll get a win out here on the West coast. It's a tough trip, but we'll see what happens. Super tough trip. Sometimes road trips are good for teams though. Um, they can kind of do the bonding thing and, um, then again, this team has done a lot of road tripping this year, but it's been a lot of like go out, come back, go out, come back. Um, over your years of doing this, like what what can be the power of a long, especially West Coast road trip, where it's like, no, we're going to be together for ten days and or whatever whatever the the number is going to wind up being for this trip, and um, there's not a lot to do but go out together and do things together. Versus you got one night in in Milwaukee, then you come right back. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you make it. Great point. Listen, I figured out we've we played 24 games now um, and 14 have been on the road. So this will be, uh, you know, out of 25 games, our 15th uh, road game uh, tonight. And so uh, it really has been a season where uh, the, the big challenge is you look at that shirt and say, did I get that dry cleaned? Is that clean? Can I wear that? I don't, I don't know, because we've <laughs> been in a state of, of packing and unpacking. And now we've got the the second of of back-to-back tonight, and it happened this morning. I got up uh, to go get my coffee, and then I thought as I got to the lobby, what floor did I just come from? What room? And I could not, could not remember my room number. So then I had to to go into visual memory and think about checking in last night about 1230 and saying, all right, I think it was the sixth floor, and we we went from there. So my point being is it's, um, yeah, a lot of road games, and that can work as a positive. The good thing about this group is is if, if whether it's Tyus Jones or every time he gets on the bus he makes sure he you know daps everybody's hand. Uh, this is a collection as I we talked about at the start of the season of players that that you know in some cases we don't know how long they're they're going to be part of this process, but they're embracing it because maybe they're going to be part of the Wizards long term, but they want to they all want to continue to have successful NBA careers. And so you do have that that fighting spirit, uh, and it, it so it is a good vibe despite the fact it's it's fourteen and uh, four and twenty right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now time for a really fun pop quiz, Dave. One that I just came up with uh, because this is the way my brain works. Who is the most likely wizard to forget their room number? Wow. That does, <laughs> see, that's that's. That's a, a question that will probably get me in trouble on social media or something. That's that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, you, you stumped me there. Okay, uh, who, who is more likely to forget their room number, you or Glenn? Uh, actually, probably uh, me. me. I'll, probably I'll you. take the sword. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, but, yeah, I'll take the, the sword. On, on a player basis, I'll, I'll tell you who's most likely not – well, that was going to be my follow-up, is who's, who would you most trust to have to remember your room number so that you don't forget? It's a 19-year-old. It's Bilal Koulibaly. Really? Everything that everyone's relayed to me is that he picks up everything first time. When he sees something, uh, that's it. That's all you have to, to show him. That, as, as Kyle Kuzma says, he probably knows the scouting report. 
better than any other player. Um, and, and again, last night, <laughs> he's going up against Durant and, and, and Booker. And because, uh, again, you know, when you play these kind of guys, multiple guys are going to be guarding him. And, and this is what, what has been so wonderful about uh, his journey uh, through 24 games. Uh, I mean, whether it's Damian Lillard, I mean, name him. He has been thrown into some big-time situations, and, he, and he's, he's done well. He's done well. I, I mean, no, he didn't. He's not expecting him to shut any of those guys I just mentioned down, but he's done well. He's not looked lost out there. And um, so he would be the most likely not to not only not forget his room key, but just remember everything because I think he, he treats everything as a challenge, including your room assignment. Well, in the middle of a five-game West Coast road trip, certainly is a challenge. We wish you well remembering all your rooms. Uh, we listen in tonight. Of course, Dave and Glenn on the call, 945 pregame, 10 o'clock tip out there in Sacramento against a very good, very fun Kings team. Uh, you got Portland, got Golden State later this week, so we will be talking to you uh, multiple times throughout this week, Mr. Johnson. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you later in the week. And l- late night Wizards basketball, it's the best way to do your holiday shopping. If people still do <laughs> still do He's done online now, but you can listen online while you shop online. You That's true. Because most most of, most of the stores are going to be closed by the time that, unless you're going to like a 24-hour Target Walmart situation, you know? Well, there you go. There you go. Well, we're, we're, we're big at Target Walmart. If they're open 24 <laughs> hours, we're there for you. Excellent. All right, Dave, talk to you later in the week. And there he goes. That is Dave Johnson. Everybody with us here on The Hoffman Show. We get back, we wrap it up with real things real people said into real microphones. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. It's weird doing a show till 7 o'clock, Anthony. I feel like we haven't had a Monday especially without a Wizards game in a long time. Well, there is a Wizards game tonight, of course. It's just late enough that it doesn't interrupt our show. Yeah, they're on their West Coast trip, so uh, probably won't have any short show for some time. No, we don't. Except for Thursday, which is real short because we got Hokies. Uh, I think it's a holiday like tournament situation. They play at four thirty, um, so we are four to four thirty on Thursday. So super short. So Rachel's like, "What do you do?" I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe we'll do our NFL tiers, and that'll be it. Maybe we'll move those to another day. Do something else. I don't know what we're gonna do on Thursday." Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I won't be here on Thursday. Yeah, I'm glad that you get that day off. It would be very silly if you had to come in. Yes. Um, but we'll we'll see you on Friday. You will indeed. And I got you tomorrow Wednesday too. So Well that too. So, you know, full full four to seven here on the Hoffman show. Um and then and then next week is Christmas, so we only got four four days. And then and then next week after that is New Year's, and that's probably a four day week. And the week after that, uh starts with Black Monday. So I can't imagine what we'll be talking about on that day. Oh my goodness. So about to it's about to get real it's about to get real real, Ant, is basically what I'm telling you. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm ready. I think I am ready. Yeah, I think I'm ready to not <laughs> talk about the twenty twenty three commanders yeah. anymore. Um please, for the love of God. Tomorrow, vibe check Tuesday. Take your calls uh for the entire first hour. Uh so that'll be a good time on the Ace Law Listener line. Of course, if you're in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. You call eighty eight eighty eight. Ace Law. Uh, it's also an overreaction Tuesday. Ooh. We will have uh, Linnell, and I know that he has some takes that I'm not 
super pleased with. Oh, have you heard some of them already? I mean, he, I, I saw some tweets. Oh, oh, oh. But sometimes he's super in the moment, ticked off on a Sunday, and he, oh, he chills out by the time. Oh, he a little bit. Yeah, and then he convinces himself that he was right about his Sunday tweets by the time he comes in with <laughs> Russell on Wednesday. I'm like, you're all over the place, bro. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I also think our reschedule with John Thompson the third will be tomorrow. So, um, hey, JT3, uh, you are a DMV basketball legend. You are the son of the DMV and specifically DC basketball legend. So you now work for Monumental Sports. I'm guessing he's going to try to convince me that it's not a big deal that the Wizards are leaving DC. Um, I will ask him pointed questions. He will give his answers, and I'm very curious to hear them because it's an opinion I value a lot based off of uh, <laughs> who he is. Uh, rather important voice on the subject. Uh, anything else from a housekeeping standpoint, Anthony? I don't think so. All right. Oh, yep. Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Who are, who am I scaring tomorrow? Oh, yeah. Uh, also stay tuned. Uh, Should I take this home? I don't want to leave it in the studio. I think somebody else. No, watching. yeah, dude, you gotta you gotta keep that on your person. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take this one. Uh, the, for those that missed it earlier, Anthony has a Grinch mask that is very realistic. Yeah, it's very good. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. I'm good stuff. I'm not dressing up for Christmas this year, so this one was you know. Do you normally dress up for Christmas? So two years ago, I dressed up as the Grinch. That's why I have this <laughs> this mask. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I dress up as the Grinch, and my brother dressed up as Santa Claus. Who was more liked? Uh, me, obviously. No, that's actually the unobvious <laughs> answer because obviously you think the Grinch. I think the be. Grinch is cooler though, Craig. Then Santa, one guy stole presents is a is a menace. I'm talking about in terms of dressing up. I'm not talking about you know the characters. Yeah, the characters themselves. Mm. Yeah, who mm. would you rather dress up as, Santa Claus or the Grinch? Santa? I want people to like me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'd rather be the Grinch. The mask is cool. All right, well then, you know, <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Here we go. Uh, if we have a Hoffman Show Christmas Spectacular, I guess we know what roles we're all going to play. It's time for Real Things. Real Things. We're not going to be f- sunk this year. Real people. 5 and 11. Not very good. Set into real microphones. You know, the culture is actually damn good. On Saturday, Jake Browning and the Bengals beat the Minnesota Vikings. And Jake Browning admitted to being a human being. Uh, if if you got cut from a team or, you know, you got a, a vendetta against a company or whatever, like, you can say all you want. No, I'm trying to prove it to myself. Like, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're always you're always going to have it out a little bit for, for those folks. And, well, Jake Browning was cut by the Minnesota Vikings twice and then led a heck of a comeback so Cincinnati could beat the Vikings. And he admitted after the game, very human in terms of the satisfaction. That one felt good. Browning looking, scrambling to the right. Browning going downfield. It is caught. The Bengals convert on third down and nine. The snap, the placement, the right-footed kick. It is good. I think right after we made the field goal to win the game, I screamed at a camera and said they never should have cut me. Yeah, I mean, you can't say that the whole week and then go lose. You just... You kind of just you just wait until you win, and then don't look like an idiot. I feel like I need a beer. <laughs> Who cut? Is that the Bengals that cut that? 
Yeah, the Bengals cut. That's it. funny. I saw like the raw version of the press conference, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, you really felt good to whatever." Like I said the thing, like you heard. He's also like, just to be clear, like it's a totally different coaching staff. There's some great people in that organization. Like he couldn't help but being nice and professional. Oh, but he also was like, "Yeah, it felt really good." So. That was a that was a little bit dramatized, but it like you could tell that it was intense and it really meant something to him. But at the same time, he's like, "Oh, those are really great people over there now. Like it's totally different crew because it was it was Mike Zimmer and and all those people that cut him, uh, not not KOC." Yeah, Leslie Frazier, I think. Yeah. Um. So, whoopsies. Uh. I was it Frazier? No, would have been Zimmer. Is that before him. Yeah, Frazier oh. was there a long time ago. He's been oh. in Buffalo for a while now. Dick Browning ain't been in the league that long. Um, Josh Allen, he's been in the league for a hot second. Big win against the Cowboys yesterday. Didn't actually have to do that much. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. Um, but, again, like, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times, man. Like, just keep going. Did you see that he got a game ball after the game? He got a game ball for what? I saw. I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I hope that James Cook got one. I mean, I did. The the thing that I saw was like, could you imagine being James Cook and seeing Sean McDermott do this? And I was like, you guys realize they get more than one game ball, right? There's no way James Cook didn't get one. Yeah, I don't know why Josh Allen necessarily would have got one. I mean, he just he was a game manager. He handed the ball off. Maybe you know, maybe he, he audibled into a bunch of those run plays. I know he threw a block for James Cook once, but I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really think he was deserving of one. But I like this attitude. I like the demeanor afterwards. You know, team yeah. player kind of, you know, thing. The last few years has been a pass-heavy attack that they've had. So to see them, you know, actually lean on the run game, that's, they, they should have been it's throwing it for so long. Also so easy for him. Like, I mean, he's had to do so much, including being the run game at times. It's like, yep. oh, having James Cook is nice. All right. Uh that's our show for today. We will see you again tomorrow. Coming up again tonight, you got Terps Talk uh, with Brenda Freeze, and then you got Wizards basketball coming up from Sacramento. Ant and I will see you tomorrow here on The Hoffman Show.